God loves you. Whether you like it or not. Uh, imagine I asked you to, um, to give something you don't have to somebody. What would you do? I, I, what I would do is I would find out where to get what I don't have in order to obtain it so that I can give it away, right? Right? And um, this is a little bit like love. Over and over in God's Word, we hear, we hear this command, love each other, right? Love God. Love your neighbor. Love your children. Love your wife. Love your husband. Love your... Love strangers. Love your enemies. Isn't that a great one? And so let me ask you again, what do you do if somebody asks you to give something that you don't feel that you have? You find out where you can get it so that you can obtain it so that you can then give it. Love. Um, I wanted to talk today about um, perfected love. Uh, perfected love, and we're in First John. We're just continuing in this section of Scripture, which I like. And um, probably a, a lot of you have heard of perfect love, but maybe not many of you have heard of perfected love or thought about that. Um, but John's going to tell us about love, you know. And I've been talking about love and this book of the Bible a lot lately. Who's getting bored of 1 John? Okay, who's... <laughs> I saw some... Yeah, let's go. 1 <laughs> John. We've been, we've been doing this for a while. And um, John kind of just... He does the fundamentals of Christianity and he kind of just goes over it and over it and over it and over it and over it, the simple things. Yet, how many know that we need the simple stuff? Stuff like... God loves me, we need to hear that like over and over and over again because for some reason it's super hard for us to believe it and understand it. Yet it's so true and it's powerful. And so this is what John says. I love how he begins again in verse 7. You can put the, the verses up there. I think I have them on the slide. He says, Beloved. Do you know what beloved is? The loved ones. And so he, again, he's just kind of pushing this truth down into us. You are loved. Your name is beloved. What a wonderful name. And so love always begins with beloved. Can you say that with me? Love always begins with beloved. I'm loved. Your relationship with God doesn't depend on your performance. Your relationship with God depends on who God is. And who God is is that he loves you. That's his character. Isn't that wonderful? That's the best news ever. God loves me. It doesn't depend on how good I am. It doesn't depend on what my past looks like. It doesn't depend on what I've done or the way I've treated others. 
God loves me. God loves you. Wonderful. And John, John, like, just, he has this, you know, we're, we're reading 1 John, which is one of his letters, but he also wrote the Gospel of John. And he, it's really, I find it really funny how John talks about himself. Because he talks about Peter, he talks about Andrew. But whenever he talks about himself in the Gospel of John, he always says, the one who Jesus loved. I love that. So this is such a core truth for John. And he really wants, he wants everybody to have this. He wants you to have this. I want you to have this. Because having this understanding of that I'm loved one changes everything. It's, it's really amazing. So he begins with beloved and then he moves to this command. Let us love one another. Wonderful. And um, do you remember when people would ask Jesus, what is the most important command? And Jesus, he didn't say, not only is it the most important command, he said, what I'm going to tell you is not only the most important one, but every single thing that God has spoken and revealed to humanity of what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to live is summarized in this one command in two parts. Do you know what it is? Love God, love people. Everything God has revealed is in these two commands. It's powerful. And so John uh, speaks about love 40 times in this little book of John, the five chapters that we've been going over for like, I think it's like seven weeks now. Uh, and um, it's so important for John. And unfortunately, so, so you see um, this love God and love people. Like, I think a lot of people have heard that, right? We, we know that. Like, we kind of know that. That's old news. But unfortunately, we, we really often get it backwards and we put the command first. No. You need to love God and love people and then God will think you're acceptable and then maybe he'll love you. Right? Isn't it amazing how often that happens? We think we need to perform. We need to love God and love people first and then maybe, hopefully, hopefully, maybe I'll make it and play the harp. But God says, no, I love you. And then out of that grows everything else. The source of love is God. This is what he says in these verses then. He says about the source. Just read these few words here. He says, "For love, where is love from? Love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because what? God is love. God is love. And um, we're people. Did you know that? (laughs) We're people and for some reason we have a need to be loved. Um, We were made for love. I, I think it's interesting. Um, 
Some other religions talk, talk about God, that uh, he made humanity because he needed love. He was like lonely. But Christian uh, religion says that God actually was already love because there was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They loved each other perfectly. It's, a, it's an interesting, it's a very theological thing to think about that there was love, there was relationship happening. God is three in one. Um, but he, he didn't make us because he was lonely. But he made us and he is love. And he made us in his image and in his likeness, right? That's what it says in the book of Genesis. He created man in his image. And so there's something unique about us and who we are and how we are. We're a little bit like God. And uh, I think this is one of those attributes is that we love and we need love. And um, it's, but it's really important for us to get that love from God. We, we could just pause for a second. God's love meets the deepest and greatest need for love that you have. And nothing else can fill it. Only God's love can meet that deepest need. And unfortunately, it's super easy for us to try and fill it with so many other things. We just... And I think almost like each one of us have our own things that we chase after in order to fill it. Not, are we funny people? We chase these things and they just never, never fill us. Never, never fill us. Never, never fill us. Yet we keep chasing them, chasing them. It's got to work this time. It's got to work this time. Um, if you try to get... Uh, love that will fulfill your deepest need. If you try to get that from some person, you're going to be highly disappointed because their love is not perfect. How many do not want to try to be the one to fill, fulfill somebody's God need for love? Yeah, I don't want to. That's too big of a task for me. And so it's important for us to learn how to get the love we need from God and not demand it from others. So if you are um, dating somebody right now, this is for you. <laughs> Let me just save you some heartache. Don't try to get what they can't give you from them. Only God can. And when you can get it from Him, it's amazing what you'll be able to give to them as well. It's going to save you a lot of heartache. And so, yeah, love is a funny thing. I think it was, um, what do they call that thing in, on Thursday where the Polish people all eat all the donuts? On, on Thursday, Fat Thursday. Well, do they do that in Ireland too? No, they eat donuts in Poland, right? I saw a picture. 
Somebody put a picture on social media. What's it called? Oh, Fat Thursday. Did you guys know it was Fat Thursday? Did you eat your donuts? Maybe you can do it. Maybe it can be Fat Monday. I know that messes with Lent and stuff, but... Pancake Tuesday! It's the same thing, yeah. Why is it on a Thursday and a Tuesday? I don't know. And then, and then why is, why is the pancakes on Tuesday? The day before. There we go. We crave sugar. That's what I'm talking about. We love donuts. And, and why do we love donuts? Because of what they can give to us. Do you see? But that's not biblical love. Okay? Unfortunately, that is the love that our world really teaches us all about. A love that is about what I can get out of it. I'm looking for that person that will give me everything I need and then I'll be happy. I'm looking for that donut that will just make my Thursday a beautiful Thursday. <laughs> love. And so, but that's not the biblical love that God is talking about and is trying to show us. And when it says that God is love, that's not the kind of love he is. But, so let me describe. I, I know I did this a couple weeks ago as well. But I want to just give you two characteristics of biblical love, the love of God that are really important. I could talk about a number of other ones too, but I don't want to hit the... The first one is, is that this kind of love is selfless. Say selfless. One more time, but the emphasis on less. Selfless. Okay, that was really bad. Okay, selfless. And uh, yeah, the world emphasizes self-love, self-love. Um... I was reading a quote because I was just on Google looking up perfect love. And this is one quote I found. Understand no one is perfect. Love yourself. <laughs> okay? Like, that's okay, but, but this is not what we're talking about. Um, the world emphasizes self-love. Um, a love that um, is, let me get it. And, um, but the biblical love and the love of God is a love that is others consumed. I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago, I, I talked about the interests of others. This is a love that doesn't just look out for my own interests. It's not just totally self-consumed, but it, it lifts its eyes up and looks and says, oh, what do they need? How can I give them something that they need? This is Love. So the first characteristic of love is that it's selfless. The second one is that it is sacrificial. Or you could say giving. Or you could say costly. So it's selfless and sacrificial. And um, so this kind of love will cost you something. It's not about a love that gets stuff. It's about a love that gives stuff. And um, so 
here's two questions about what, figuring out what you love. Who do you make sacrifices for? And who do you give to this week? Did you give to anybody? Did you love anybody? Because what you give to, what you sacrifice for, is what you love. Remember I talked about the golfer? He spends all his money on golf and his kids have no shoes. Guess what he loves? Golf. Okay, let's move on to the next verses. Verse 9. Love is from God. God is love. In this one, he talks about love becoming visible. I love that too. I love that attribute of love that you can actually see it. It's like in the real world. And God brought his love. He didn't just keep it inside of him way up there out there, but he brought it into the world through Jesus. He says, in this, the love of God was made manifest. Manifest just means you can see it. It's visible. Manifest among us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So God is love. It's is an interesting, that's an interesting thing. God is love. But do you know that that's just one of his characteristics? Some people think that that is the characteristic of God, but there's other ones too. I love this song. One of the songs we said, he's the lion and the lamb. And um, God has more than just love as his characteristic. God is holy. Remember? Early in this first book of John, we read that God is light and there's no darkness in him. No darkness. And that's this truth that God is holy, yet he is love. God is sovereign, but God is good. Right? Amazing. He's so complex. (laughs) But we, we can get sidetracked um, in this idea about God is love and we actually can kind of um, more say, sometimes people could say, love is God. And try to make like their idea of what love is that they kind of demand God to be like that. But that's not how it works actually. Actually, love is defined by God, not me defining God by my idea of love. That's a good one, though. So in order us to understand love, we need to know who God is and not the other way around. Okay, it's okay. So that's just important. God is holy. And uh, this is what he says. I mean, he just focuses it. He says that in order for you to truly understand love, you have to look at the wrath of God against sin. That actually, God hates sin. And the reason why God hates sin 
is because God is love. It's crazy in our world. Crazy idea. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have a problem with, with the idea of sin until they're sinned against. And then they can understand, okay, yeah, that needs to be dealt with. That's bad, right? Do you know what I'm saying? I've talked to people on the streets, even here in Port Leash. Ah, there's no such thing. But have you ever been stolen from? Did you think that was fine? All of a sudden, they can say, no, that was wrong. That wasn't right. That should not be. And this is what God says. He, he, he calls sin bad, partly just because it, he's God and he can call whatever he wants sin, so he does. But sin is uh, problematic for us too. And um, so as an example, um, I'm a dad and if somebody is going to come into my home and try to hurt my kids... Because I love them, I'm going to do everything in my power to keep that away from them. Do you see what I'm saying? Because I'm a loving father, I'm going to protect them from that evil that wants to consume them and hurt them. So this is how God is. So it's really important to understand these two aspects of God. God is love, but God is holy. And so he calls us, he invites us, he protects us. And he's dealt with our sin like that video showed. Um, somebody has to be punished for sin, either us or God. And through Jesus, we get a, this free gift that Jesus has dealt with our sin. Yeah, it's the good news. Smile for me today. That's the good news, that Jesus has dealt with our sin because God loves me. Say, God loves me. And you know what? God can't love you any more than he already does. Now, if you could really understand this, if I could understand this, God loves you as much as he can. There's, there's that wonderful song, Too Much, Too Much. I think it's a Nigerian song. Too Much, so Too Much. Do you know that one? Yeah, too much, too much. God loves us too much. Too much. What can separate us from him? The love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us. Nothing you can do can earn more. And when you, when you know that, it, it, um, it will change you. And uh, I, I know it, but I need to know it, and I will need to know it. You know what I'm saying? I've known it and I know it and I will need to know it. That God loves me as much as he can. That's so awesome. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Wow. So the mark of a Christian 
is that we love God and we love one another. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you always have to like one another. Hallelujah. <laughs> and you know what? You don't always have to agree with one another. Praise the Lord. Husbands and wives. But you know what you have to do? You have to love one another. Praise the Lord. Isn't that put a smile? You don't always have to like one another. You don't always have to agree with one another. But love one another. Be selfless. Be sacrificial. Be intentional. Let that love be visible. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You don't always have to like one another. Isn't that nice for you, Heather? You don't always have to like me. The mark of a Christian is that we love God and love one another. And um, also, just, <clears throat> just again, let me just emphasize, before you worry about loving everybody, really understand that God loves you. Don't get so, don't get it backwards. Don't get all pressurized about, I need to love, I need to love. Ask God that you would know his love. Because if you need to give something that you don't have, figure out where you can get it so that you can obtain it so that you can give it away. That's how, you, that's how it works. And this is what he says here. He says that he has given us of his spirit. I, I love this. And in Romans 5, 5, I found this verse this morning, early in the morning, it says, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So the Holy Spirit enables us to love others. And this is a supernatural love. Remember I explained natural love? Natural love is that I love those who love me. I hate those who hate me. And I'm, I could care less about those who could care less about me. That's a natural kind of living. But a supernatural love is a love that loves like Father God loves. And you know what Father God loves? He loves his enemies. He loves those that could care less about him. And he loves those who love him. So we need, that's the kind of supernatural Holy Spirit love that we, we want. And so God doesn't just command us to love, but he empowers that love. Right, that's good. So you know a wonderful prayer to pray is, Lord, give me love so I can love. It's a wonderful prayer. Okay, I want, I want um, can I, I'm going to take a ta table really quick and I want to show you something. Just turn to somebody and say, God loves you.
All right. Perfected his love, he says there in verse 12, his love is perfected in us. Okay? His love is perfected in us. And um, I had a real problem with this. Perfect love. Uh, anybody try to do something perfect? We chase in perfection. My, my, uh, one, one of my children is a, I consider a, an artist. But the problem is, is that no matter how wonderful I say it is, this child, not going to name names, is not happy with what they just did. It's not good enough. It wasn't perfect. Yeah, who's like that? Yeah. Chasing perfection. And John here says his love is perfected in us. And, but, but let me just explain this because this was helpful to me. The other way that this is translated is not just perfected, but completed or finished. That's totally different. You can chase perfection your entire life for eternity and not get it. But comple- completed is totally different. You see? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of explain. So uh, my question is, what is a perfect cup? What is a perfect cup? Is, is this a perfect cup? It's not a perfect cup. Everybody sees. Okay. Perfect cup? Okay. Uh, perfect cup? Wait, don't answer that yet. Perfect cup. I think you're getting my point, yeah. This overkill. Is that a perfect cup? Okay. Perfect cup. Complete cup. It is a complete cup. I'm telling you, it is a perfect cup. <laughs> Do you see what just happened? Okay. Perfect cup? It's not a trick question. It's a perfect cup. It is a perfect cup. Complete. Perfect complete. Isn't this mess with you? What is a perfect cup? I don't know. That could be better. Yeah? Okay, no. It, it's complete. That's what I'm trying to get to. 
Okay. You saw. It went in. It came out. Perfect cup. Yes! And each of them are different, right? But isn't it funny how, like, well, it could be better. But it's complete. You, you know why? Because it, it, it receives. And then it gives. And John says, he's talking about perfected love. It receives from heaven, and it gives on this broken earth. Isn't that cool? I just, wow, Noel, that was amazing preaching right there. All right, let's, the worship team, will you come up, and we're going to do one last song together, all right? All right, let's stand up.